Want to feel like you're part of the show? Leave a five-star rating and a review. The reviews go a long way to help us in the dumb analytic overlord algorithm that has us all under the thumb of their control. Here's what we're doing, friends of the show. We want 100 reviews. It helps the show grow, and it helps us hit a larger audience. After we receive 100 reviews, we'll read them all on air on our review special. Nunley and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. What it is, Duke City. You are listening. I don't even want to interrupt that beat. Yeah, let, let it let ride that out. Beat roll. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. I am the co-host of Two Men On, Van Nunley. There is no Fred Slow today. It is a Fredless Taco Tuesday as he is on assignment in the beautiful and historic Las Vegas, New Mexico, as he is the voice of Highland Sports. He is everything Highland. He is purple, nose to toes today. <laughs> if you're joining us on the airwaves, good afternoon. If you're off at 4 o'clock, congratulations. If you're listening to us at the office, turn it up. Let your coworkers know what you're jamming. Spread the word. You can catch us at TalkABQ on all of your social media. And we are on Facebook Live right now. If you want to see what Van's ridiculous mullet looks like. Or if you want to see what Robert Buck D. Gibson looks like in person. Yes. Speaking of Robert Buck D. Gibson, what's happening, my dude? Man, I'm great. How about how, I'm glad to see you survive this weekend. I uh, had a blast. There you go. Yeah, a quick little weekender up in Denver, hung out with the kiddo. Yeah, you had a, you know, it was good and bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, part of it was rough. As a Packers fan, it was pretty rough. We, we had your back. We had your back yesterday. Oh, good. A couple, couple, of, couple of calls. Uh, Van didn't want to show his face. <laughs> nah, that wasn't the case. And, and when you say you had my back, that means yeah. you lambasted me. For an hour straight. Exactly. <laughs> I, I didn't get to listen to the show yesterday. I got into town. Uh, I was not in service area when you guys were on. And then the second I got in, I took a nap. Oh, yeah. Because I went hard. I went oh, yeah. Hard this weekend. Behind the glass is a very busy Mike Vital. I'll let him say hi later. So I got a bone to pick. <laughs> I got a bone to pick, Uh-oh. Buck. Uh-oh. And before I pick this bone, okay. I'm going to let the, lawyer, uh, the listeners know that we got sports, sports, sports all day. NFL recap, as I wasn't here, I'm going to mourn my Packers since I wasn't here yesterday to do that. We got NFL talk. Five o'clock hour, six o'clock hour, all day. Sean Payton talk, Jake Paul and Mike Tyson talk, Aaron Rodgers talk, Aaron Rodgers, the football player, 
and Aaron Rodgers, the idiot. Seems like it's one and the same. <laughs> we are blessed to have on the airwaves from 4.30 to 5 o'clock, voice of the isotopes, Josh Sushan. He's going to talk Hall of Fame as the Hall of Fame announcement is happening right now. Real time. Real time. And we'll bring you the results and all of our reactions at 4.30. But first, I got some beef. Uh-oh. Robert, have you seen what's been going on with the green M&M? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. Is that the most ridiculous news story you've seen in forever? I have no idea why it's even news. I, it took me a while to even understand what the difference was or what's the big deal. And then when I saw it, I was like, why are we talking about this? Loyal listener, if you don't know, M&M's, which is owned by Mars, Inc., mm -hmm. the candy maker, not the planet. What is it? A decade ago, they turned M&M's into anthropomorphized yeah. candies. Yeah. It brought them to life. And you've seen the human-esque candy in every commercial break for the past 10 years. Mm -hmm. A few years ago, they introduced the green M&M. And they made sure that we knew the green M&M was a lady. Yes. High heels. Them, them thick hips, them thick lips, them nice curled, mascaraed up eyelashes. And then she had them wanna hump hump pumps on. Yeah. She had them stiletto boots on. Yeah. Over the kneecaps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's ready to party. Yeah. She's ready to go to the club. You might catch a green M&M at effects. <laughs> You might catch the green M&M at Canvas. <laughs> New friend Canvas on the corner of First and Central. And then just last week, Mars Inc. decided, nah, we can't be having that. Right, it's got to go a step not further. In, not in post-hashtag MeToo universe. Right. So they changed the color of her arms and legs. Now she's like a pale, pasty white. And instead of those stiletto boots, she just got like some kids. Like she just got like some kids on now. What is up with Mars Inc. slut shaming right. this green M&M? What did she ever do wrong? She's just out here living her best life, having fun. She's out here in them streets, walking Ob around in the boots. Obviously. <laughs> they toned down her lips. Yeah, they took They everything. toned down her eyelashes. It's like, oh my God. First off, if you're going to do this to a candy, I don't know why they did this in the first place. Right, exactly. Why do you need a sexy, bangable candy? It's all about inclusion. Why are you trying to make candy sexy? It's candy. Think about the timing of this. What's about to happen? What are we about to be a part of? What are we going to go see firsthand? The Super Bowl. Super Bowl. They did it just in time for the Super Bowl, and I bet you they're going to make a bigger deal out of it for their advertisement during that slot. A hundred percent. Oh, yeah. They're going to they're gonna shine the light on it. Green M&M chick is going to be all over the place. I don't even know if she has an actual name. I, I, feel, bad. I feel bad we're talking about her, and we don't even know what her candy name is. I what's, think it is. What's Green, green M&M's candy name? I think that's what it is. <laughs> the chick. Old girl. <laughs> and instead of being like... A hot, fun party candy. Now she's like the hipster candy. Yeah. 
She just got her kids. She had her posture changed. Instead of being yeah. like all up and shoulders out, flexing them hips, now she's like hunched over and sad, looking down at her phone. Who like this makes no sense whatsoever. None. I got I got a couple takes on this one. Okay, I, I got to hear these. First off, why? There you go. That's mine. Why, okay, why twice? Okay. Why in the first place did you do this? And now why do you have to change it? I never heard one complaint about the hot M&M. What about the other M&M? You got the annoying M&M. You got the doofus M&M. You got the baby M&M. <laughs> What's wrong with the baby? The baby M&M doesn't even have a diaper on. This, the baby M&M is just like pooping chocolate all over the place. No one mentioned that. No one decided to put a diaper on the baby M&M. And why does it matter what shoes you're wearing? They're not wearing pants. That's more concerning to me. Like you could just like unzip that thin candy shell and just show it all to the world. So, see, once you talk about this, it makes it even more ludicrous to even have this conversation. Exactly. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? I'll tell you who cares. I care. You care? Because it jumped yeah. into my head space and I overthought it like I do everything. I just figured. And then now I got to get it out. I First off, out. okay, what's wrong with her wearing boots? What's wrong with her wearing mascara? Donald Duck doesn't even wear pants. He's just free. But he's not candy. Donald Duck's just <laughs> free balling in a t-shirt. <laughs> what's going on? What's, why had anybody? Would you say duck tail all out? <laughs> yeah, where's, where's the outrage for Disney that Donald Duck is just free balling out here in the world? With the elements all up on his junk, <laughs> just wearing a T-shirt. What is that's not cool. That's way worse. Okay, so did a little research while you were talking. Okay, thank you. They wanted to reflect more of a COVID nineteen fashion sense because they were saying nobody was able to go out, nobody was able to go to the club, nobody was wearing their stilettos and all of that. So they reeled her back in and said, "We want to make her COVID fashion friendly." So they're turning her into, like, pajama Barbie. That's exactly what's happening. Because if it was really COVID wear, she would just be in pajamas, like with her laptop in front of her. Right. I think I got the answer. What is it? She was too hot. She was just too hot. And all those little M&Ms, those mini M&Ms growing up, they see the hot green M&M, and they start exploring their bodies. And then it has a now we have a whole legion of unanswered questions about mommy, what's going on? I'm tingly down there. I'm just a mini M M&M. and M. Every time I look at the sexy green M M&M, and M, I have special feelings. And then so they change up the M M&M. and M. Well, I gotta if we're gonna go okay, if we're gonna stay on this subject. Okay, I'm looking at we all got of two them. minutes. I'm looking at all of them. The brown M M&M and M was is a female as well. Okay. So why is all of the attention on the green one? Look him up. Okay. She's the smart-looking one with the glasses on. She has little pumps. Looks like in the picture that I'm looking like looking at, she has a little attitude. Her arms are crossed. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's more hmm. problematic, right? There we go. Oh, why does the brown <laughs> one have an attitude? Why she got it? Well, if she had a neck, I bet they'd roll it. 
She does look like she's got some secrets on you. <laughs> but look, she's she's got those those stilettos on too. Got them all. She's got the high heels. Did they change her shoes? Nothing. They nothing didn't change her left. shoes, did they? Nope. But look at the way she's standing, and look at the way the green one's standing. Yeah. She's inviting. Yeah. And look at the poor orange guy. <laughs> now, the say. poor orange guy can't handle that feminine candy energy. Look, he didn't even tie his shoes up. Oh, that's tight though. I like that. Yeah, that's nice. That's how I rock my J's. <laughs> so I'm out. I'm outraged. Mars Incorporated slut shaming the green M&M. That's unfair. In this in this world, that is unfair, unkind, and I am not for it. It is genius. Let the green M&M live her life. I think I got it off my chest. You got anything more for me? Nothing. I just. <laughs> I'm just thinking about these commercials. I remember she was remember she was in bed eating M and M's. Yeah, remember that? Uh huh. Yeah, I see what they did. They toned okay. her down. They toned her down. All right, I promise it's sports for the rest <laughs> of the show. No more ranting about cartoon candy. Aaron Rodgers talk when we get back. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the Sports Animal. How disappointed are you that you will not be a, a 49er? Not as disappointed as the 49ers will be that they didn't draft me. Not, not as disappointed as the 49ers would be if they didn't draft me. Sounded good at the time. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents Two Men On. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our mornings at the Y and we end our days at O'Neill's and we spend our weekends at the Electric Playhouse. That one hurt. Boy, boy, boy. Loyal listener, you know that I'm a Packers fan. Me and Mikey had a rough Saturday night. Loyal listener, if you didn't know, I'm a Packers fan and have been since I was about 10 years old when the Oilers left Houston. And that one hurt. Mm. Especially all the smack talking I was doing to my friends. Especially my 49er fan friends. I watched the beginning of the game. I watched the first half with my daughter in a sports bar. First drive, beautiful game plan. They did everything right, marched right down, scored. And in my hubris, I text super producer Mike Vital and just said, go, Pat, go. <laughs> and that was the last it time was- I received a text <laughs> from you. And I didn't text I mean, him the rest of the it. game lost because the there was nothing to celebrate for the rest of three and a half quarters. Lost your thumbs. That was rough. Oh, That was rough. Especially when you have a lead with under four minutes to go. You think, okay, they can squeeze us out. It doesn't look pretty, but they can get through it. And, of course... The special teams reared its ugly head again. Special needs teams, more like it. <laughs> yeah. That was rough. So many return yards, blocked punt, blocked field goal. Inexcusable. That was rough. Oh, don't forget the 10 players on the field. Yeah. So, yeah, 10 players ten on the players field. The, on last, the, field. the last, last play of the game, yeah. season on the line. Yeah. You got 10 players on the friggin' field. What a joke. That's the best defense Aaron Rodgers has had his whole career. That is a Super Bowl winning defense. And he choked it all away. Sure, special teams did not do their job. But they held the other team 
to 13 points. You telling me the back-to-back, all in all likelihood, the back-to-back MVP oh my goodness. can't score more than 10 points? Two touchdowns. That's it. Wow. 10 points at home against a team that you're so hungry to beat. 0-3 in your career to the hometown team that on your draft day, all the confidence in the world, oh, you said man. they're going to regret this decision. 4-0 oh. and against you in the playoffs, Aaron. I guess they're not. Pathetic. So what does this make him now? Because before this game, it was, you know, even us. What greatest, all of this. But, you know, I remember you said something about his numbers. His numbers make him, he may not be the GOAT, but the best quarterback of all time. Statistically, he's the best quarterback of all time. So do we take in consideration the playoffs as well? Well, you kind of have to, right? Pretty mediocre. It's part of his legacy. Right. He's about to have four MVPs. I don't know. They might. You know, if Tom Brady would have won, I bet every Aaron Rodgers vote for MVP just get yanked away. Since Brady, if Brady oh, would have won, yeah, he would have right. lost. Yeah. I know it's a regular season award. But still. But recency, yeah. recency bias is a very real thing. And just to see that happen again. Green Bay Packers, great organization insanely loyal, insanely proud fan base has had the greatest statistical quarterback of all time for 17 years and have one ring. One. Makes no sense whatsoever. And the only time they got a ring, they were the sixth seed. Yeah. Barely snuck into the playoffs on the last week of the year. Went on a winning streak, upset the Steelers in the Super Bowl. So I have another question when it comes to the Packers. I'm seeing the a whole lot of Bears fans, they're piling on. You know, his his famous words, I own you. Sure. To the Bears fans. Do they have a right? No, because he owns them. <laughs> Thank you. He owns them. I was hoping you'd say that. He's a, I mean, Tom Brady's the GOAT. Right. Aaron Rodgers is the statistical GOAT. Or you could just say yeah, when you put something he's in the front greatest of the GOAT. of all time. In the regular season. See, if you don't, if you put anything but the in front of goat, doesn't matter. Sure. Doesn't count. There's only one, right? Um, but I'm just seeing a lot of these Bears fans happy, Robbie Gold. That, it wasn't you, all right? If you're not a 49er fan who has owned him, 4 0, undefeated, <laughs> you can't say nothing. Speaking of Robbie Gold, did you see his warm ups? Oh. He was, yes. in the, he was in the middle of the field yes. kicking practice field goals while the Packers had their tunnel and they were introducing yeah. their players and they're running out on the field. I don't care about that. The swag, <laughs> the disrespect. Oh, my God. He did it against the Cowboys the other week, too. Apparently he does it every week, and yeah. I've never noticed. Man, we don't that is hilarious. He does not care. Kudos to him for he doing that. He can't stand the Packers because he got drilled in that uh, NFC divisional round. Remember when the Packers went to the Super Bowl and they beat the Bears? He got drilled by some Packer player. Ah. He never forgot it because he talked about it a couple of summers ago. So he hated Green Bay, but he stuck a dagger in him. The dagger. That's embarrassing. That's an embarrassment. Does that does that kick send Rodgers to retirement? No. I don't think so. You don't think so? I think he's done in Green Bay, though. 
that's going to be interesting. Ooh. I think his best chance to come back would be with Green Bay, but there's a lot. They're over the salary cap, so they're over the salary cap, and they need a little bit of help. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scandling, free agent. Mm-hmm. Alan Lazard, free agent. Devontae Adams, free agent. Yeah. Well, Devontae will be back. They're going to franchise tag him no matter what. Yeah. But if Rodgers isn't going to be there, then he's not going to stick around. That's what I think. If if Rodgers is gone, and that's and Rodgers came out today and said that he's going to make his decision yeah. before the franchise tag. Yeah. Just specifically for Devontae. And I could see Devontae, if he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback next year, he'll just hold out. It's either franchi- franchise tag me and trade me or don't even dare franchise tag him. Right. Because I will not play for you next year. Oh, man. Do you blame the guy? No, not at all. Yeah, not all at the all. dysfunction in that organization, you can't hang on to Aaron Rodgers. But still. I think all of that is from Aaron Rodgers. When the chips are down, yeah, couldn't do it. Nine straight non-scoring drives after your opening drive touchdown. One of them was a block field goal, of course. It's crazy yeah, because he, he we, was he was out of it. You could tell he was lethargic in how he approached that game on Sunday, Saturday night. Maybe he, he was prepared. To me, guys, he didn't look like he was prepared. No, it, was, it was last time you were on the show, Van, you were talking about the quarterbacks, the value of the quarterbacks. We would have never thought Aaron Rodgers would have been the worst quarterback out of all of the quarterbacks to play that weekend. Well, Jimmy G had an awful game. Until it mattered. Until it mattered. There Until we go. It mattered. Yeah. He's got that Brady mojo yeah. from being Brady's understudy. Yep. Jimmy G looked like garbage all game until it mattered. Three passes. Then he got it done. Yep. Then he got it done. Guess he, who didn't? He got the pass to a playmaker, Samuel. Aaron Rodgers didn't do it over and over and Ooh. over again. Alan Lazard was open all Why, game. Yeah. Slant after slant. Cross over the middle, out pattern. He was open all game. Does this go to Rodgers just probably not trusting him in those situations? Because he's always talking about, you know, his guys, his guys, his guys. I think that's what happened here, especially in this game. And you're right on. 21 of his 27 passes in that game all went to Devontae. And at the end of the game on that last last drive, the Packers had the ball – he throws it into double coverage on Devontae, and Lazar is throwing his arms up wide open. Wide the open. Wide open down the other side. Who does he and think he is? you know they're double covering Devontae on that play. Who did he think he is? Jamar Chase? Can't do that. Uh, <laughs> Lazard was open all game. Lazard was more open than Lindsey Lohan at the Warp Tour. Ouch. Hall I'm, of Fame I'm, talk. I'm really wondering before we go: Is does he have that it factor to win a Super Bowl? No, Rogers. Oh, he I could don't... pull. He could pull a Peyton. Go to Denver. Go to Denver. Denver will spend everything they can to surround him with players. Got you. You got a two, three year window. Or like mailman, go to the Steelers. We'll see. <laughs> with that, with that embarrassment, that ending. As big of a prima donna as Rodgers is, I don't see him coming back. You don't think so? I don't think so. The Packers want to hang on to him. The Packers are going to do everything they can to keep him. He's a top one guy. He's a top two guy. Well, he talked about over the weekend he doesn't want to go through a rebuild. And I can understand that because he has maybe one or two years left. Yeah. 
Well, Aaron Rodgers got so much horse dewormer <laughs> pumping through his veins, the Broncos There's would only, be a perfect fit. It's only one place for him to go. Hall of Fame talk with the voice of the isotopes, Josh Sushan. When we get back, you're listening to Two Men on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Did, did Josh ask you to put this song on, Mikey? No, it is just this, came up in the rotation. Is this, is, this is his special request, isn't it? <laughs> Welcome back to Dave and Buster's Presents Two Men On. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9 Sports. We start our days at the YMCA. We end our days at O'Neill's Pub. We spend our weekends at the Electric Playhouse. We're talking baseball. Live with Josh Sushan, baseball. Josh Sushan, voice of the isotopes. What's happening, my guy? Happy Baseball Hall of Fame announcement day, gentlemen. Man, it is a good day. Yes. That we get to talk baseball this early in the season. I thought I'd have to wait till at least spring training. But here we are. Baseball walking encyclopedia, Josh Sushan. (laughs) So... The Hall of Fame committee has already elected Gil Hodges, Jim Cat, Minnie Minoso, Tony Olivia, Bud Fowler, and Buck O'Neill. So those six are already chosen by the Hall of Fame committee. And then everybody else, good luck. But one thing I got to say before we get started, Josh. Hi, Poppy. <laughs> Is it, does it look like Big Poppy is going to be the only one to get in? Yes, he's the only one. It is official. The announcement was made about 20 or so minutes ago. No Barry Bonds, no Roger Clemens, no Kurt Schilling, no Todd Helton, no Gary Sheffield, no Scott Rowland. David Ortiz is the only one who has been elected by the Baseball Writers Association of America. Well, Josh, it pays to be likable, doesn't it? Can I quickly give a shout-out? Because today, I think I was more nervous today watching the Hall of Fame announcement than in any other year in my life. Okay. There is a new president of the Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum. His name is Josh Rawich. We have been friends for over 20 years. Uh-huh. Um, Josh just took over the position. He basically started when last year's announcement was made. When Josh was moving out to Cooperstown with his family, he drove from Phoenix, stopped off in Albuquerque. He threw out a ceremonial first pitch. Here at the lab before a game, he joined me on the air for a couple of innings, and then him and his family continued on their journey to Cooperstown. And it's just surreal to me when, I mean, I went to his bachelor party. I went to his wedding. This is one of my closest friends. And when you see someone who you've known that long, and he's on national TV, and he's making the announcement, and he does it flawlessly in English, and then he turns around, and this white kid from Simi Valley speaks flawless Spanish for all of the Spanish-speaking people in the Dominican Republic and around the world for David Ortiz. Um, I'm just so proud um, of my friend, and it's just surreal to see my friend make that announcement and to see him do it not just in one language but in two languages. Hey, senor, es una buenísima cosa. (laughs) What did you just say? It's a beautiful thing, man. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't know. I'm just laughing. So before... I tell the world how wrong they all are. Let's talk about Big Poppy's legacy. Because he was, you know, shrouded with that, you know, needle class. You know, he was 
rumored to be in that that test. Uh, I forget what it's called. Where they did the test, and you aren't supposed to announce all the results of the the performance enhancing drug test. So he's got that stigma about him. But as far as on the field, and especially his legacy in the playoffs, Big Poppy is a no doubt first ballot Hall of Famer to me. Let's talk about that testing. So that was anonymous testing. At least it was supposed to be anonymous. Right. And the players' union agreed to to do testing for the first time to find out if we need to do additional testing. And they agreed that if there would be a certain number of percentage of players who tested positive, that that would trigger additional types of, of testing. And there was leaked information that went to the New York Times that David Ortiz was one of those who tested positive. Peter Gammon, highly respected baseball reporter, who's in the Hall of Fame for the writer's wing, he reported within the last two weeks the following quote from Gene Orza. Gene Orza basically led uh, the player side. And Gene Orza said, quote, only Rob Manfred and I know the names of those who tested positive. And all I can say is that there are players currently in the Hall of Fame who tested positive, and there are several players who voters have kept out of the Hall of Fame that never tested positive. The Players Union and the and Major League Baseball's commissioner's office have basically exonerated David Ortiz because there was questions about the validity of the testing and whether or not it might have been a false positive. So I know there are – look, where there's smoke, there's fire sometimes. But while there might be some serious suspicions, I, in my mind, when Gene Orza says only Rob Manfred and I know the names, and based on what Red, Rob Manfred has said and what Gene Orza is saying, I don't think you can hold that against David Ortiz. So, Josh, A-Rod, first time going up on the ballot, got about a little over 34%. Is there any way – that he gets to the 75% in another nine years? I can't see it because here's the thing. A lot of voters have made the distinction in their mind that what Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens did, they did before there was testing, and they've made the distinction that those two guys were Hall of Famers before their bodies changed, and they started to do things at an advanced age that most other players have never done before. In the case of Alex Rodriguez, he played most of his career during the testing era, and most importantly, he tested positive. Sure. Not once, mm -hmm. not twice. He was suspended for an entire season. So if Bonds and Clemens cannot get the 75%, and they never officially tested positive, then I don't see how Alex Rodriguez, who did test positive and admitted it and sat out a year, is ever going to come close to 75%. I, I completely agree, and I want to delve more into that in a second. But first, let's congratulate and praise Big Poppy. Yes. Because, Josh, I know you've heard this before. For me, it's not exactly the criteria. It's not exactly your numbers. It's not exactly where you rank at your position all time. For me, it's can you tell the story of baseball without including this individual? And you cannot tell the story of baseball without Big Poppy. Agree completely. If you look at just what David Ortiz did during the regular season, he's probably a Hall of Famer. Sure. When you think about what he did in the postseason – Starting in 2004, Red Sox down 3 nothing. No team has ever come back from down 3-0 in a best of seven. 
the walk-off home run to keep it alive in game four, the walk-off in game five, and then he was the MVP in the World Series to beat the Cardinals, and then he did it again and again and again and again. He was at his best in October. Reggie Jackson might have the nickname Mr. October, but you look at David Ortiz's stats in October and you compare them to Reggie Jackson, and Ortiz blows him away. And I, I love what you just said about can you tell the story of baseball without telling the story of this person. I, and, I, and I agree completely. And David Ortiz has, has left a mark on baseball, and I'm really happy for him. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. Just awesome for him, awesome for the Dominican Republic, awesome for Red Sox fans, awesome for baseball fans. Josh, we are also on Facebook Live right now, and I had to hold up my arm up to the camera because as you were talking about Big Poppy's heroics in that classic 3-0 comeback, I got chills. So I had to hold up my wrist to the camera to show that I had goosebumps from you talking about that comeback. David Ortiz in 85 postseason games, 289 batting average, 88 hits, 17 homers, 61 RBIs, 51 runs scored, and a 947 OPS. That is insane. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. You know, and, and beyond his play, beyond his heroics in the postseason, he's probably the biggest personality of his generation. Everyone knows Big Poppy. He's perfect for television. He's so funny. He's so charming. You know, and then you had the big Boston Strong moment, you know, mm -hmm. after the marathon mm -hmm. bombing where he got on the mic and, mic and said, this is our bleeping city. Yep. And that became a rallying cry for a whole city and state and country. So his impact goes far beyond baseball. Yeah, I think that's when David Ortiz went from beloved Boston Red Sox hero to beloved city of Boston hero or region of New England hero. When he said that, which was not planned, it's not scripted, it's just David Ortiz being Big Poppy there. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because I think that is a big part of his legacy. A couple of other things about David Ortiz that I wanted to throw out. First of all, let's give a little shout out to uh, the Albuquerque local angle. On September 5th, 1999, while playing for the Salt Lake City Buzz in the Pacific Coast League, David Ortiz hit a home run at the Albuquerque Sports Stadium. It was part of a victory for the Buzz, 8-3 to three over the Dukes. So there were some people who were in the ballpark, and I found the clip from the Albuquerque Journal's archives on um, newspapers.com recently. Didn't say how many people were at the ballpark that night. Did not have the attendance. But David Ortiz homered here in the city of Albuquerque. That's one thing I wanted to throw out. And a second is that, let's not forget, there was a stretch in David Ortiz's career, probably about 60% of the way through the career, maybe close to two-thirds, where it looked like he was done. Yeah. He, mm -hmm. he, he couldn't get out of his own way, batting average plummeting, dropping in the order, getting days off. He's not facing lefties. And you're starting to think he might be done. And then he turned it around that year and still had about another four to five more productive seasons where it looked like he was done. Turned it around with steroids, right? <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love the guy. <laughs> More Hall of Fame talk when we get back with Josh Sushan. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports. Welcome back, Albuquerque. 
I have the honor of chatting baseball in Hall of Fame with voice of the Isotopes, Josh Sushan. Josh, from what I understand, one of the members of the Hall of Fame Committee Hall of Fame entrance has New Mexico connections. Tell us all about that. Yeah, so last segment you mentioned how there are a number of others who have been who will be inducted and shrined this summer. There's a number of different committees. The primary way that you get in is getting voted by the Baseball Writers Association of America. There's also an old-timers committee. There's a veterans committee. And then there's a committee that looks at the Negro Leagues. And there's a committee that's looked back on the early years of baseball. And there is a gentleman by the name of Bud Fowler. And I'm just going to read the first three sentences of a story that was published in the Santa Fe, New Mexican in December of 2021. One of the new inductees into the Baseball Hall of Fame was a smooth second baseman who once owned a barber shop on the Santa Fe Plaza. Yes. His, wow. name was, his name was Bud Fowler, a black man who faced bigotry and barriers in every town and on every diamond. Fowler integrated the New Mexico Baseball League in 1888, its only year of existence. Again, Bud Fowler integrated professional baseball in the state of New Mexico in 1888 and he will be enshrined in cooperstown this summer that's why you're the best in the biz i could have lived my whole life and never known that that is so amazing and thanks for that tidbit i can't wait to watch him get enshrined real quick we're up against it i think there needs to be an asterisk wing in the hall of fame These guys, Barry Bonds especially, Roger Clemens especially, Alex Rodriguez especially, these guys had Hall of Fame careers regardless of steroids. I think a asterisk wing or a steroid wing, whatever you want to call it, would do a service to the future of Major League Baseball by admitting their problems in that time of the league. What do you think about that? Have you guys been to the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown? I have not. No. I took a digital tour, though. I've I've been three times, and here's the thing. Remember, it's the Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum. So there is an area where there's all the plaques, and that's the area for those who have been enshrined. Uh The rest of it, it's a museum. Barry Bonds is in the Hall of Fame. Pete Rose is in the Hall of Fame. Shoeless Joe Jackson is in the Hall of Fame. They may not have a plaque that has an asterisk or anything like that, but they are in the Hall of Fame because of what they accomplished. The museum tells the story of Major League Baseball, and then it also has a different section in which these are those who have been enshrined. And so I don't know if that, what I just described, satisfies what you would like, but I can tell you that if you do go, yeah, you're going to see Pete Rose. You're going to see Barry Bonds. You're going to see Roger Clemens. You're going to see all of those who are not in because of various different reasons. They're there somewhere. You could make the case that Barry Bonds had – two Hall of Fame careers. Roger Clemens had two Hall of Fame careers. Alex Rodriguez had one because he was doping up in the middle of it, didn't use it to extend his career. He just used it to be better than everyone else. Let's talk about the writers, because the writers vote you into the Hall of Fame, right? The writers were also there during the 90s and early 2000s watching this. So are the writers culpable in the steroid controversy. So it seems hypocritical that the same people who are voting on the Hall of Fame are just as culpable in the problem. 
Yes and no. I can tell you, I was one of those. I was a newspaper reporter for 10 years. I covered Major League Baseball for seven years. I covered Barry Bonds and the Giants, 2000 through 2003. I was in the clubhouse practically every day around Barry Bonds. I was in the clubhouse around Jason Giambi and a whole bunch of other people who were in the Balco report. And I can tell you that in some ways, yes, the writers were culpable, but in other ways, right, we had a feeling that something was going on. And we tried. We asked questions. We, we were looking for people who might say something off the record, someone who would say something on the record. Nobody had any proof. I, I always remind people that the only way that we found out about Balco is because there was a guy in the FBI who went dumpster diving, literally went dumpster diving in the trash cans of a random pharmacy about 20, 25 miles south of the Giants' ballpark in which he found a whole bunch of evidence that basically started to build the case against Victor Conti and the Balco lab. No newspaper reporter was going to go dumpster diving, and if they did, imagine the backlash that would happen if you tried to follow Barry Bonds in the clubhouse or if you tried to follow Jason Jami into a weight room or at the gym or if you dove into a dumpster to try to find out information that was going on. So us writers, we tried. We asked a lot of questions. We got a lot of people really pissed off at us. Remember the first time that someone spotted Andro and Mark McGuire's locker and wrote a story about it and sure. how much backlash that reporter got? That reporter got that reporter was was vilified by players, by executives, by fans because he was ex- writing about something that he saw in a locker. So, yes, the writer should have done more. And it, they were late in doing more. They tried. And then, again, once the FBI came into this and there was dra- grand jury transcripts and testimony, then we were able to find this stuff out. So I give the writers somewhat of a pass while still acknowledging that they probably should have done more. Perfect timing right there. We are up against a break. Congratulations to David Big Poppy Ortiz. He's always been in a class by himself, and now he's going to be in the Hall of Fame class by himself. Josh Shuson, the voice of the Isotopes, a wealth of talent and information. Thanks for being a friend, and thanks for being a friend of the show, Josh. Thanks for having me on. And once again, happy Baseball Hall of Fame announcement day. Have a good one, buddy. NFL Talk, when we get back, you're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Albuquerque. If you're just getting into your car right now, you just punched the clock, you just walked out of the office, or you're at home in your pajamas and you just closed the laptop screen. Welcome to Dave and Buster's Presents Two Men On. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA. We end our days at O'Neill's Pub. You can catch us every weekend at Electric Playhouse. Thanks to Josh Shushan for coming on and uh, talking some Hall of Fame baseball with us. And congratulations to David Big Poppy Ortiz as he enters the Hall of Fame. That's a dude that deserves it. Oh, yeah. He deserves it. He deserves all the praise, all the admiration. Like you were talking about, his personality just... 
is everything. It's just bigger than the game. Sure. It's bigger than the game. And then people forget, like, there's some Boston Red Sox fans that are spoiled. Sure. We're old enough to remember how downtrodden they were. Yeah. For a long time. Long time. And it's solely because of him. Well, you know, it was a collective effort, but still. He, he's the main guy that you think of when you think of Boston Red Sox actually being revel, relevant and winning championships. I agree, man. I love the guy. I love his personality. I'd always cheer for him, except for when he's playing the Astros. Always one of my favorite players, and congratulations to him. <laughs> Breaking news. Sean Payton retiring? What? Hmm... Super Bowl winning coach of one of the most beloved teams in the NFL is just going to walk away. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm, you know, I was talking to you about this on the break. You, I I don't want to downplay what he did um in New Orleans 16 years. Speaking of like I was just saying about Boston, I remember the the Aints. Yeah. <laughs> they were horrible. Rough. I remember Bobby Bear as their quarterback and Pat Swilling and, and Jackson and Ironhead Hayward, and they were horrible. For him to come in and change that organization around 16 years later to step down, that's amazing. It's, and then, you know, kind of it's like a parallel. This is kind of parallel to uh, Boston tragedy, the tragedy that they had down there with the Hurricanes. Yeah, sure. Um, for them to win that championship. There's no way I would have thought the Saints would have won a title ever. I don't I don't care who they had. It was just one of those towns, one of those teams, one of those organizations. Especially with the golden shoulder, Drew Brees. Right. He was on a very capable Chargers team. Right. And the Chargers moved away from him. So when when the Chargers moved away from Brees, I was like, there has to be something worse with this injury. Like he's his time in the league is over. If a playoff caliber Chargers team with Drew Brees, they don't want Drew Brees. What are the Saints going to do with them? And to be honest, there were other teams that passed on them before he even got to the Saints. Sure, exactly. Um, back to Coach Payton though. I'm, I'm looking at his reasons. I watched the his press conference. It was about 90 minutes of talking. There was no notes. He was just talking. And, you know, he was talking about his family. And he what what got to me is when he said, I was actually thinking about this in the preseason. Ooh. Do you think it's because of the team that he had on the field? Because he don't got Drew Brees anymore. <laughs> exactly. He ain't got Drew Brees. Yes. And he's $72 million over the, the uh, salary cap. So I think the new economics of the NFL is uh, kind of daunting right there. It's right in his face. Hey, they, they got to release – a lot of players this offseason, more like 11 or 12 from what I was reading. He he pulled the Saints out of the doldrums, made them into a perennial challenger. Yep. They were sometimes the favorite, but every year you knew that the Saints were going to be players in the playoffs. Since 2016, his first year coaching, led the Saints to a 6-17 winning percentage. Very strong work. Nine 10 win seasons. Wow. He won nine games in the playoffs and, of course, the one Super Bowl. 
what is really going on? <laughs> when somebody at the top of their game yeah. just quits and walks away, what's really going on? To me, it's the perfect recipe for him to walk away. You lose your all-time, all-world quarterback. You see what it, what it's going to be for years to come. Like, like Mike said, the money's not right. Let me take a step back. I do not think he has done coaching at all. I don't think he'll coach next season, but I don't think there'll be two seasons in between him coaching again. Well, my hot take is welcome to the Jacksonville Jaguars, Sean Payton. Now you've got a quarterback again. I got one hotter than that. He, You know how hard he had to work his ass off to win with Taysom Hill? <laughs> oh, man. I oh, love, you're lucky Fred's not here. I love – oh, I'll bring, it, I'll bring it again tomorrow. I don't care. You know how talented of a coach Sean Payton had to be to have the Saints win? with Taysom Hill as your primary quarterback. Yes. Taysom Hill, the tight end. Taysom Hill, the running back. Taysom Hill, the 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 every once in a while wildcat quarterback. Yep. Taysom Hill, the two-point conversion guy. I love that guy. I love watching that guy. Taysom Hill, the starting quarterback who throws 40 passes. That is painful. <laughs> That's horrible. You know how many nightmares Sean Payton had this oh. year? Because he knew... I mean, he, I bet he didn't sleep a wink on Saturday all year knowing that Taysom Hill was going to be his quarterback the next day. Well, this is how I know he's not done coaching. Well, and he can't win without Breeze. Yeah. I mean, salary well, cap issues aside, I think you wonder how many of these, these coaches are really good coaches without Hall of Fame-type quarterbacks. I mean, would LaFleur have 40 wins in three years without Rodgers? I doubt it. No, there's no way. And no. Sean Payton without the Breeze, would he be that good of a coach? I, I doubt it. Sure. I, I'd say – I would say uh, Payton was a better coach. I'd give him some uh, some credit, but he still did have Breeze. Um, this is how I don't think he's done coaching. They were almost in the playoffs, and they were making calls to Drew Brees. Come back. Yeah, come back. <laughs> Please. Come back. Take a, come here, study the playbook yeah. again. You know most of it. We got three. We got a bunch of new weird-looking plays because of Taysom Hill. Yeah, All the regular stuff we'll you scrap, know already. Yeah, we'll scrap those. Baby, come back. I think he's going to Dallas. Ooh. I think so. Ooh-wee. That's a ready-made team for him. He doesn't want to rebuild. He's a veteran coach. He's won it all. So he wants to go back to Dallas. He lives in Dallas and say, all right, let me show you what to do with this talent. That's what I think. That's a hot take. I like it. And you know that's a perfect kind of splash that Jerry Jones wants to make. He's a big name. He could join Drew Brees. I'm sure they've talked about the fact of him being an NFL announcer maybe Sunday night taking over Collinsworth's job. Oh, yeah, get him out of there. <laughs> Sean, if Sean Payton. Because Brees does the uh, – yep. The studio analyst with, uh, you know, the NBC's broadcast. I, I think he would do well with that. Oh, if that's what he wants to do, oh. he's got any job he wants. Oh, yeah. that isn't Tony Romo's job. I think job. isn't isn't Aikman moving on to Amazon when they start football? That is correct. Yep, he's going to get any job he wants, whether it's coaching or play by play or color or analysis or GM or front office or consulting. He's going to do whatever oh, yeah. he wants. Oh, yeah. And he's young-ish. 
for a football coach. He's only 58. Yeah. That but and that's another reason. I don't got a, think you he's got done. another decade in him if he wants it. Yeah, I don't think he's done. But do you do you blame the guy? Like we see this in sports every once in a while. You got Barry Sanders. Yeah. Megatron. Yep. People like that. I can't think of a coach that's walked away young, had success and walked away early. I can't imagine a coach. But we've seen it a lot in players. Like if you don't you don't have the love for it, then you just don't have the love for it. If there's family stuff going on, you want to spend more time with your kids, you got hey. Hey. It sounds good until good old Jerry. He's got that endless wallet. Yeah. Ah, those kids are all right. Hey, hey, listen. <laughs> hey, listen listen here, Sean. We're uh, you know I got a billion dollars, right? I will I'll buy you anybody you want. 505-246-0610, the Sports Animal Hotline is open. 505-246-0610, the Sports Animal Text Line is open. And when it rings and Mike Vital lets you, we let you on. Tommy the Truth, what's happening, my dude? Hey, guys, Tommy the Truth, back at you today. Hope you had a I, – I know I feel your pain, Van, because I've been through Thank over you. 25 years of frustration with the Cowboys. I feel what you're going through. It's never easy when you, your team is expected to do something with great talent and they just don't get the job done. So I will not pile on you because I'm, I'm not that 20, 30-year-old dude anymore. I'm 56. So, oh, I pile it on yeah, myself. I, I don't need I it. I feel it. <laughs> huh? I said I pile it all on myself. I don't even need it. Yeah, that's the thing with me. I think I hear so much from everybody now, but I've heard so much. I am worse on myself when the Cowboys lose. I will analyze everything that nobody can make me feel worse than me. Nobody. You know what I mean? Um, but the thing about – I'd love to see Peyton go back to the Cowboys. He was a coach there at one time, and I was wanting him to be the head coach so bad. But then he, he moved on with the Saints, and uh, Jerry wasn't going to give him the opportunity. But I'd love for him to go back, and I think he knows what to do with talent. And I think he's more of a, a player's coach and a little bit more up-to-date. But I, I got a feeling he might take a year off yeah. and look at some offers on the broadcast booth because I think he'd be great in the booth. And he, they offer him $5, 10000000 million to go in the booth. He might take that. Yeah, I agree. He can have whatever job he wants. He just leapfrogged everybody as candidate number one. Oh, most certainly. And not just coaching, GM, consultant, play-by-play, color commentary, whatever he wants, he's number one on the list now. I think if he would go back to Dallas, I know they have a good enough relationship. They had a pretty good relationship when he was there, um, him and, and Jerry Anderson, but I think he'll want a certain amount of control. That's the problem. Yeah. And I don't know if Jerry's going to allow him to have that control because Jerry thinks he knows everything and he doesn't. But I'd love to see it. I'd love to see him go coach. I don't like McCarthy. I still don't like McCarthy. I never will like Cheeseburger, ever. <laughs> I, just, I, I don't like the guy. I don't think he's – I think he, he won because Rodgers. He, he was lucky enough to have Rodgers and should have won more with Rodgers, to be honest with you. And I'll say that over and over again until the cows come home. Well, you might be incorrect. We keep getting more and more evidence. Yeah. Look at Aaron Rodgers, number one seed two years in a row. Sure. I mean, he's kind of well, – it's kind of a redemption I, story for Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Because Matt LaFleur couldn't win either. That's true. I just think – I think his mindset – maybe Rodgers' mindset was different back then than it was now when he was with McCarthy. I think maybe he just kind of shut up and played football, just went out there to play. But now he's all about talking about other things and vaccinations and being more verbal. So I don't know. Who knows? But I just uh, 
that was tough to watch. I was one of three this week, and I wasn't happy. I did pick Green Bay to win, but I'm curious to see. I love my heart says. I really want Cincinnati. They never won a Super Bowl. That would be nice to see. But I think it's going to – I got to go with my pick at the start was Kansas City. So they're still alive. We'll see. Sure. That was both of our picks. But I'm in the exact same boat. I'm going – I'm Team Burrow from here on out. Now that Josh – Aaron Rodgers is gone, Josh Allen is gone, I'm Team Burrow, baby. And the Rams, I mean, they've got to get the stigma, the thorn out of their side of the the San Francisco 49ers. They've got their number. Yeah, and we'll be talking about that game after the break. Thanks for the call, Tom. All right, guys, see ya. Bye. You've been listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, Two Men On. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9 Sports. We start our days at the YMCA, and we end our days at the O'Neill's Pub. Catch us on the weekends at the Electric Playhouse. You listen to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to Albuquerque. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. As you may know, loyal listener, I was on vacation this weekend and I missed the show yesterday. So the rest of the 5 o'clock hour, we're talking football. We're talking the past weekend, which might be a little bit of hyperbole, but I think it's the best weekend of football ever. Literally. I cannot remember a divisional round or championship round where every game was a classic. Every single game was a classic. And every game got better than the last game. It got better and better yeah. and better. Did you notice of the three walk-off kicks? Oh, I know what you're going to say. There were all four seconds left? Yep. Isn't that spooky? Yep. Not two, not three, not five. All four of them, I mean, all three of them were four seconds left. Even the one where Kansas City kicked to go to overtime was with four seconds. That's right. It's weird. It's weird. It's a glitch in the matrix, Uh if you ask me. Where you at, Neo? All the teams that lost, their fans are trying to say, it's rigged, man. (laughs) (laughs) You don't say. It's not the NBA. It's the NFL. Yeah. Just let the kids play. So I watch parts of every game. I didn't sit down and watch four hours of football over and over again because I was on vacation hanging out with the kiddo. Yeah. She doesn't want to waste all that time watching football when there's could do, out be doing cool stuff. You know what I mean? But I did watch the second half of the Rams-Bucks game, and I was checking it on the phone. I was watching clips on my phone. Well, you know, I had the, the, the game playing on my phone. So I watched the majority of the first half and all the big plays and the big narratives of the game. So I was there with you guys. But I watched every second of the second half. When the Rams went up 27-3, to I was like, oh, my God. Number one, told you so. Yeah, yeah, that's what you're all. Number two, yeah. who is this number 12 on the red team? This guy sucks. <laughs> What is, what's the what's up with this guy? Everyone says he's a yeah. legend. Everyone says yeah. he's the GOAT. He can only muster three points. Who are you, Aaron Rodgers? He looked old real quick, didn't he? Yeah. He looked real old. And I think, you know, we've had an ongoing conversation on this show that Tom Brady 100% sold his soul to the devil a long time ago. <laughs> and I was like, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, well, maybe he didn't. 
Maybe he's just a, just a human having a bad day. And then fumble, touchdown. Another fumble, oh, touchdown. Three and out, field goal. It's like, oh, here he comes. Botched snap. Here he comes. Botched snap, 20 yards back. That was right after Von Miller s- sacked him, stripped the ball. I was like, okay, the game's over now. Yeah, that's it's, exactly it's what I It's done. Game. Very next play. I was like, what? No. I was like, here comes this Brady dude, man. Like, it's always something with him. It's always something. And that perfect dime that he threw to Evans. Oh, on Jalen Ramsey. On the best corner in the league. And Ramsey's was no dancing at the party. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out Nacho Libre. Yes, good one. I was like, there's no way. There's no way this is happening again. 28-3, 27-3, whatever. It don't matter to Tom Brady. And here he comes. Another miracle turnover. Another good bounce. Another fluke penalty. Storms back. Ties the game. I have a question for you. Now that you look back on that fourth and one, well, fourth and inches, and where they were, what the what time was left on the clock. Do you kind of think the Rams were like, go ahead and score? Yeah, it's going to run it out. Well, because they came, they still had like 36 seconds. Yeah. And the way Cooper Cup was playing, Cooper well, Jerry Rice Cup. On, on third down with like a minute left, I could see that happening. Because mm-hmm. they had timeouts. They had a, a timeout. Third down, I could see that happening. Fourth down, no, you stop them. You stop them, game's over. Mm-hmm. I'm amazed at that play call. Yes. Arians calling Fournette's number instead of Tom Brady's number yes. on fourth and one when your season's on the line. I was, I was like, yeah, for I sure. Like, I was like, quarterback sneak. As soon as like he turned around, I was like, play action. Oh, yeah. Play action to Gronk. Where's Gronk? Yeah. <laughs> play action to Gronk. Here it is. And then one sidestep by Fournette, six, extra point, tie game. I was like, I was like, here he goes again, like, man. <laughs> here he goes again. He's, I was at the Undertaker. Bar. I was at this sports bar in downtown Denver, and it was exactly divided halfway. Mm-hmm. There were a couple fans still hanging out from other teams, but like they even segregated the bar. And like blue jerseys and red jerseys. Mm-hmm. It was straight up Bloods and Crips. <laughs> it was straight up Bloods and Crips. And as soon as he scored again and tied it up, yeah. the air yeah. went out of that place. Oh, the straight up bubble guts. And like, I'm right oh. in the middle. I'm right yeah. in the middle laughing my ass off <laughs> that Tom Brady is about to do it again. Again. And poor Matt Stafford. Poor Matt Stafford. He played a hell of a game. Horrible year after horrible year after horrible year with the Lions. Finally has a good roster. Finally has a competent receiving core. We're not going to count Megatron. Finally has a competent receiving core. I just wish him all the success in the world. And he has to watch this game slip away. Turnover after turnover. Tom Brady after Tom Brady. He's just got to be sitting back like, you know what? That van guy was right. He did sell his soul. There's, <laughs> there's no way we have a half this bad in the playoffs to let him back in. He's cheating, man. He's cheating. <laughs> they deflated my balls. <laughs> and that dime he threw to Cooper Cup, 
Oh, ran down four seconds again. Spooky. Mm-hmm. I just knew he was going to miss that field goal to give Tom Brady one more oh, chance. Oh, my gosh. In my, in my head, well, there was no doubt in my head that he was going to miss that field goal or is going to get blocked just to well, let Tom give one more chance. They were saying, I, I was thinking back what they said at the beginning of the game, how Matt Gay, his worst stadium to kick in is that stadium. Oh, I was no. like, oh, it's going to come back to haunt him. Oh, but it didn't. No. It didn't. Got to give it up to Cooper Cup, though. That guy. Second best. Woo. Was that second best playoff game of all time? Yes. For a receiver? That dime he threw was so money. It was just so money. Hey, and just like the last play of the Packers game to DeFonte Adams, yeah. how are you not double-teaming Cooper oh, Cup over the top? He's been smoking you all game. Where do you think the ball is going? They're throwing it to Cooper Cup or Odell Beckham Jr. very far away from where they're standing right now. There's no way they're doing any other play. They needed to. It's insane. But I'm very happy for the Rams. Number one, that's who I picked. Number two, I'm happy for Matt Stafford. Number three, let's break down Rams Niners when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Wherever you are, however you are listening, this is Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. And if you are not listening to us on 95.9 FM and or AM 610, you can catch us on Facebook Live. We have a Facebook Live video stream up right now. If you want to see my ridiculous mullet, go to Facebook <laughs> dot com and search two men on and you could look at it right now in real time if you're outside of the area tell your friends you can go to talkabq.com and stream the show live or you can download the knml app on whatever platform you like apple android linux carrier pigeon however you want it <laughs> We're going to give it to you. And if your friends ask about the show, say, hey, you can check out any show on Stitcher, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Loyal listener, friend of the show, we got you on every platform. And soon, maybe as soon as tomorrow, we're going to be on YouTube Live. There we go. We'll be on YouTube, too. So check us out on social media, Instagram, Facebook, at TalkABQ. We are going to make a Twitter presence felt very soon. Okay, this is for the mailman. You ready? Fred's not here. <laughs> that's a little Uno reverse card right there. Yep. Because that's what he says about me. It is a Fredless Taco Tuesday as Fred is on assignment up in beautiful and historic Las Vegas, Nuevo Mexico, as he is the voice of Highlands University. And he's calling some b-ball games. Lucky for me, I got the best in the biz, the most talented host and comedian in all of Albuquerque, maybe the history of Albuquerque, maybe the history of New Mexico, maybe the history of the universe. I don't know. I'm not keeping score. I am. Take Robert Buckley Gibson. What's up, man? We're Thomas talking flying, bro. 
Say what? Time is just flying by. It's nuts, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We're halfway through the show. 505-246-0610. Hit us up on the Sports Animal Hotline. 505-246-0610. Hit us up on the Sports Animal Text Line. So we're talking Rams, Bucks. What an amazing game it was. And then uh, I want to preview, which we will be doing all week ad nauseum because we go hard on football in the playoffs on two men on. You may be used to our sports-adjacent content here, but when it comes to the playoffs, we take that oh so very seriously. Hit us up. Give us your hot takes on Rams-Niners this segment. What do you feel like? Who's going to win? I think it's going to be easier than most people anticipate for the Rams. History goes Hmm. against me Hmm. because the 49ers have absolutely owned the Rams. The 49ers have won six, count them, six straight games against the Rams. But these are not the same Rams. And they were very fortunate to play the Rams the weeks that they did because each time they played the Rams throughout this season, they were quite dehabilitated. The Packers' defense held the Niners' offense to two field goals, one super clutch one when it mattered, and one off of really good field position. The Rams' defense is just as good or not better than the Packers' defense. So the Niners are going to be in a lot of trouble against this Rams' defense. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, 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 you still I, got the Niners? Yes. I can't convince you yet? No. All right, it, I got all week to convince you. I, I got to go with the Niners just because they're a more physical team. The Rams are good. It's just I'm always going to pick the physical team in the in the playoffs, that, especially the championship. That last game, the 49ers and the Rams had, what was it, a week, couple weeks ago? Um, the Rams just got pushed around up yeah. front. I think you're right, Robert. Yeah. That's that's going to be a key, and whoever controls the line of scrimmage in that win. I know it's early, Mikey. Are you leaning Niners? Uh, well, I can't pick that. I, I like the style that they play. I really do, and I like Samuel. I'd have to go with the 49ers, but if the Rams can just keep that that ferocious pass rush of the 49ers away from from uh, from Stafford, I think they have a chance. I really do. Yeah, I mean, more than a chance. I think it's a very evenly matched game. But I'm just, I'm just tickled pink for Matthew <laughs> Stafford. I am so happy for this guy to get out of Detroit. And you know, you know Lions fan, or overwhelming majority of Lions fan, is happy for the guy. They better be. Lion fan knows what it's like to be a Lion. They better be. They got gifted with Barry Sanders and watch them waddle through mediocrity. They got gifted with Calvin Johnson and Matthew Stafford. Never put a defense together. Never put an offensive line together. Lions fan knows how hard they have it. And they know how hard Matthew Stafford had it. So you know they're all rooting for him. So not only is Rams nation cheering for the Rams, Lions nation is cheering for them. And you know Broncos Nation is cheering for Von Miller. So all of their imports, they got all these extra fan <laughs> yeah, bases. Yeah, They got all these extra fan bases going for them. Well, the uh, the Lions fan base, they may want to sit this out. 
they don't really help too much. <laughs> okay. they, don't, they don't help much. Did you see the upper bowl? Yes. Of that last game? Mm-hmm. There's a yep. lot of seats. It, it was a bunch. There's a lot of seats in that upper bowl. Hopefully they turn out for this home game. I'll, I'll say this, though, about this game. Stafford is way better than Garoppolo. We know that. It's not but, close. But if the Rams running backs play like they played in Tampa, they're losing. They're losing. The Rams are going to lose. Stafford did it all. He, but he, I, he can do that against the Bucks defense, but if it has to be against this 49er defense, uh, it's got to be a team effort. Yeah, I agree. You yeah. got to – and you can't let them just put five men in the box and put six men back, double covered, or if not double cover, cover and spy mm-hmm. Cooper Cup and do the same thing with OBJ because then you're forced to run. And if they're getting that push off the defensive line and you're not opening holes, you're in a world of trouble yes. against a Niners defense. Mm-hmm. I just think, and I'll say it until I'm blue in the face, the Rams roster is the best roster in football. They have the most skilled players. They have the most impact players. They're so talented. But can they all come together and play a complete game? They did in the first half against Tampa. They look like a Super Bowl winning team in the yep. first half. Yep. Well, and that's the thing. They were able to run the ball, and then the short passing to Cup and Odell Beckham Jr. by Stafford was, I thought, the difference. And the other thing is, in the two losses that the uh, Rams had against the 49ers this season, they ran for under. They were held under 50 yards in both games. Yeah, see, that's the I big thing. I think that's the thing right yeah. there. Stafford has a good run game, which he had the other day. I think they're able to, to, to pull this out. Well, a, a team like the Rams, and this is what – Mike LaFleur and the Packers should have drawn up against the Niners is just abandon the run and screen and slant and dink and dunk. Yeah. Once you pull your defensive backs in, go over the top. Over the top. Yep. You use your short pass game as your running game. Screen passes work too. When you got a guy like Bosa on the other side of you there who can really get to the quarterback. Mark this down, write this down, Uh-oh. Vital, pull this clip. Uh-oh. Sean McVay's playbook against the Niners will be exactly what I said. Screen pass, running back screen, tight end screen, wide receiver screen, short slant, short out, dink and dunk. Pull their safeties in and then bam, over the top with Odell. Bam, over the top with Cooper Cup. That's how they win because I really don't see all the evidence is there that they're not going to have a successful ground game against this 49er defense. They already haven't for two games. Very true. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a good front seven. You know, they had a couple injuries in key spots, but the Tampa Bay front seven is still above average, and they stopped the Rams running game. The Rams just look like, to me, one of those teams that are like a front runner. They look like a front runner team. They'll get out. And they're good, but if you put them in the – and this is what's been happening when they play the 49ers. You get them in these physical trenches games, they just I, – I don't I don't see it. I don't see it. Well, here's the problem. I'm, I'm going to give you credit that the Niners will slow down the Rams' oh. offense. Oh, yeah, most I definitely. do not see the Rams being as prolific against the 49ers. But the 49ers have to score to win the game. 
True. They have to score. Well, their X factor is Samuel. Are they gonna are they gonna return a kick and block a punt for a touchdown every single game? No, they're not. Duh. Their offense has to drive the ball, eat clock, and score. Does Matt Stafford of old show up? Throw Good. picks. Good. I bet he throws one. The other thing if is if he throws one, they win, I think. The other thing is too is that the Rams gotta keep that killer instinct. I mean, they had that big lead and Remember Sony Michelle yes. fumbled there late in the game, and you're like, boy, if you're a Rams fan watching the last minutes of that game, you probably were clenching. I mean, but there's got to be a certain element of, hey boys, we got it out of our system. Now let's do yeah. a complete game in the NFC Championship at our home field. That's a big deal. They're going to come hungry, and they're going to play their hearts out, and they got that chip on their shoulder. Because the team who snuck into the playoffs on the last day, who just beat the number one seed, who has beaten you six games in a row, of course you're going to leave it all on the field. Yeah, and they're due, they're due to beat the 49ers. It's going to be a good game. Woo. More football talk when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610. Yo, 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 what it is, Albuquerque. Welcome back to Dave and Buster's Presents, Two Men On. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9 Sports. We start our days at the YMCA. We end our days at O'Neill's Pub, and we spend our weekends at the Electric Playhouse. I'm sad, Robert. And it's not about the Packers this time. What are you sad about? Mike Tyson came out. Or at least Mike Tyson's camp came out and said he's not going to fight Jake Paul. And I don't know if you saw this story in the news last week, but allegedly yeah. the buzz was Mike Tyson had agreed to fight Jake Paul sometime early in 2022. What early 2022 means, I don't know, because it's almost the end of January. That's very early. February is early. March is early. When is it not early? I don't know. I'm not a calendar guy. But apparently Mike Tyson came out, or his team came out, and said the, hot, the, the fight isn't happening. He's retired, and he's happily retired. I got excited when I saw this, but then when I saw what the amount was, I was like, no way this is going to happen. $100 million? Come on now. The, the first number that I Come heard was $50 million. $50 million fight. Even that's steep. Very steep. A million people pay $50. There it is. That could happen. Sure. That'll happen easy. That $100 million, though, that's... You know how excited me. the car wreck... Oh. The watch-a-car-wreck fans will be to watch Jake Paul finally fight a real boxer, not just a real boxer, oh, man. the GOAT, Mike Tyson, the stone-cold killer, Iron Mike Tyson. Even at this age, because he is, he is still in shape. You, wa you watch him? Oh. Do you watch him train? Yes. It is scary. I was afraid when he fought Roy Jones Jr. He was pulling punches. Roy Jones Jr. is one of the best of all time. Yes. And probably the greatest of his generation. 
and he was trying his hardest against Mike Tyson, and Mike Tyson was pulling punches yes. and toying with him. Yep. This is like the real celebrity Jake Paul matchup that I could see him. Mike Tyson ain't going to throw that fight. Mike, but... Tyson, Mike Tyson will throw a fight against his boy, Roy Jones Jr. You know Mike Tyson's going to go in there and try to beat the living crap out of Jake Paul. I want to believe it, Van. But if they were to fight and $100 million was on the line, the majority of that is going to Mike Tyson. Just for showing up. Just for showing up. Um, think about the promo, all of the stuff he's going to have to act, you know, back to the old, not the old, but the young Tyson that we remember. But he's going to get majority of that. There's going to be a sit down. Hey, take a take a little something off. You could just write it into the contract. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, look, Jake, I'm not doing any commercials. I'm not coming down and go beat your ass. I don't think he <laughs> I think he would have I don't think he would have won. This is money making for everybody. Sure. You think it's going to be gotta another keep it going. You think it's going to be another staged yeah, Jake keep Paul fight? Yeah, got to keep it going. All right. Real quick, since it's not Mike, allegedly it's not Mike, who do you want to see step in? Because Jake Paul, the dude's got a type, right? He's yeah. got a type. Yeah. You got to be older than him. Yeah. You got to be shorter than him. Yeah. You got to have less reach than him for you to even consider fighting him. And you have to not be a boxer. Yeah. You know who I want to see him fight? Hmm. Um, I got to think on it. He came from the UFC, and now he boxes. Spider, um, I cannot, his name. Anderson just, Silva? Anderson Silva. Sure. That's, they're both big guys, even though Jake Paul's probably bigger. But he's got hands. And he's, he's, been, in the, he's been in the ring probably less than 10 fights. And he's been destroying people. Uh, Anderson Silva. Let's see here. Jake Paul's 6'1". Anderson Silva, 6'2". There we go. Okay. That's actually a better match. I want to see him fight a real boxer, though. Not retired MMA fighters. Not basketball players. Not celebrities. There's There's a reason why Tyson Fury backed out on him. Because he would have went in there and outboxed him. Actually boxed him and outboxed him. I, I I say Anderson because he actually has four professional fights under his belt. He's three and one. It looks good. But this is going to what you said. He's an older guy. He's 46 years old. Yeah. His background isn't boxing, but he converted over to it. Sure. Jake Paul's only 25, 6'1", 76-inch reach. So he's got pretty much similar stats to Anderson Silva. One inch reach, one inch height. That would be a good matchup. I like that. Yeah. Set that up. I think that would be even closer. But sorry, Mike Tyson fans. Sorry, any car wreck fans like me who wanted to see Mike Tyson demolish Jake Paul. That would have been a mess. Allegedly, it's not going to happen. So just... Put away your debit card. Don't log into PayPal because this fight ain't happening. 
You've been listening to Dave and Buster's Presents Two Men On. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9 Sports. We start our days at the Y. We end our days at O'Neill's, and we spend our weekends at the Electric Playhouse. This is 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Albuquerque. If you are a 6 o'clock guy, congratulations. Your work day is over. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, Two Men On. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate Cold War Banker Legacy Studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9 Sports. We start our days at the YMCA, and we end our days at the O'Neill's Pub. You can catch us on the weekends at Electric Playhouse. Fred is out on assignment today. The voice of Highlands is calling some games. He will be back with us tomorrow. So, if you're a big Fred Slow Homer, I'm sorry he's not here today. And if you're a Fred hater, congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) I got to get to that level. Lucky for me, I got Robert Buck D. Gibson sitting in. I got to get to that level. And we're going to talk about... The greatest game of the year, maybe even all time. Bengals versus Titans. Wait, wait, wait. That was the greatest game of the year until Niners Packers. Hold up. Wait, 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 wait. That was the greatest game of the year until Rams Bucks. That was the greatest uh, game of the year. Uh. Oh, no, 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 no. There we go. The greatest game of the year, Bills Chiefs. Are you kidding me? I hate the cliche. You couldn't write this story. No. Okay, first off, a dude wrote Star Wars, so he could definitely write the... (laughs) He could definitely write the fourth quarter of a football game. He's still writing Star Wars. But I get the sentiment. It was crazy. Yeah. It was a crazy game. One of the best games I've ever seen. And I had to watch it later. And I'll tell you why, Robert. Why? Why? I was going to Meow Wolf in Denver. Oh, you lucky. With my daughter. It's it's amazing. It's phenomenal. If you haven't been, you must go. If you haven't been to the one in Santa Fe represent new mexico pump some money that's the economy support some great artists go to meow wolf in santa fe couldn't recommend it any higher but anyways i was going to meow wolf in denver with my daughter and i was watching the game on my phone in the parking lot of meow wolf when josh allen goes ahead with that touchdown to gilbert and i was like what a game this is the best game i've ever seen in my life Close the tab. Yeah. We get up and we walk to the game. And then in my pocket, like 15 minutes later, starts going bonkers. Mm-hmm. I'm getting alerts from CBS Sports. I'm getting alerts from Yahoo. I'm getting texts from friends. I'm getting texts from friends of the show. Like, tell me how crazy that was. I was like, yeah, man, Josh Allen for president. <laughs> and they're like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. The Chiefs scored with 13 seconds left. And then go into overtime and drive it down their throat. All the time, little did Van know there was way more crazy football left. And I get out of Meow Wolf three hours later, and I watch the the end of the fourth quarter in overtime on my phone while I'm ordering food. I was like, I can't believe that I missed the end 
of the best game of all time. That game was crazy. Crazy. You got to feel for Josh Allen and, oh, and the Bills, man. man. And to their credit, they didn't really show it. I would have been boo-hooing. They would have had to airlift me out of that stadium. That one, that one hurt. They played above and beyond. They they played well enough to win that game and to lose it in that fashion. Oh. I um I feel for Josh Allen. I feel for the offensive unit. I don't feel for the Bills. I don't feel for the Bills defense. Hmm. All you had to do was keep them from getting a field goal in 13 seconds. You couldn't hold strong for 13 seconds? See, I don't blame that on the defense just because of the way Kansas City was playing offense the rest of the game. I blame it on the coach for kicking that ball in the end zone. You got to squib kick it. You have to. Got to squib kick it. They do you, they they squib it. There's only one play they could they could run after that. Sure. That's it. Yeah. The game's over. You squib it and you got one Hail Mary. That's it. Yeah, you're you're right. But still. Yes. Don't oh. don't blame the overtime rules cuz oh, yeah. NFL's overtime now that they changed it from a touchdown to a field goal, it's way better than college. Don't give me this BS college comparison. The college two-point conversion contest is stupid. Yeah, it's confusing. It I, is. I'm so it is confused. Stupid. Yeah. All right. Only time that looks cool is when the game is 72 to 73. Yeah. And it's like nine overtimes. It's like, oh, I missed a good one. But still, you got to walk to the under, yeah. other end of the field. <laughs> Start on the 20. Commercial break. Yeah, run yeah. one play. Yeah. Commercial break. It's dumb. Yeah. The NFL has it right. I think it does suck for Josh Allen that he didn't get another chance. But don't put it on the NFL's rules. The NFL has the best overtime. I like his answer to those questions about if the rule was fair or should they change it. He's like, if we would have got the ball, we'd have been celebrating too. Yeah. I love that answer. Yeah. Like, they wasn't stopping us. Hey, Josh, who called the coin flip? Oh. Yeah? Oh. Yeah? Oh, man. Look, Bills Mafia. I can't put nothing on him, though. I was rooting for you, Bills Mafia. But don't blame it on the NFL rules. Don't blame it on the overtime rules. Your defense just had to stop them with 13 seconds mm. left to win the game. Your defense let them march all the way down the field, past the Tyreek Hill, past the Travis Kelsey, past the Tyreek Hill, past the Travis Kelsey. Boom, six points, game. It's on your defense. It's not on the rule book. Yeah. Do you, I don't even know. This, those are the type of losses that teams do not bounce back from. I don't want to hear the, they're this close last year, and let's see. Like, that's got to mess with their heads big time. I think it's got to mess with their heads for a while, but they're going to get it straight by next year because mm -hmm. they're so young. They're so hungry. They're so good. They got space in the salary cap to just keep getting better. They have a good owner, a great fan base. The Bills are going to be good for a long time. Get used to it. Scary. And you think That's scary. You think the NFL isn't going to line up this matchup oh, yeah. every single regular season till the end of yeah, time. They might start off the next season. They might structure. Yeah. They're going to restructure the map so these guys play 
twice a year. <laughs> They're going to move Kansas City to the AFC East so you get two of these games instead of just one game. You're going to move Kansas City to Connecticut? Yes. <laughs> I was looking at a meme, and, and it cracked me up because it says there's been an official rule change in the Super Bowl that they're going to play. The Bills and the Chiefs were going to play best out of seven. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I'd be in. Oh, what? Count, sign me up. Yes. Give me all the Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes you got. I'm loving every minute. And look, get used to it. Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes, except for the old guard, except for Brady, except for Rodgers. These are the best two up-and-comers. These guys are going to be good for a long time, barring injury, crazy stuff happens, There's tragedies two. happen, whatever. Those two, Burrow, the AFC, man. Oh, Mahomes, Allen, yeah. Burrow, Herbert, one day. Jackson. We yeah. forget about Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. If, if he could stay consistent, he might oh. be the best out of all of them. Trevor Lawrence isn't going to suck for long. That's scary. They're just stacked. It's going to be a gauntlet every year. Mm-hmm. Hey, and guess what? There's buckets and buckets of horse dewormer <laughs> pumping <laughs> through Aaron Rodgers' veins, and there's not a better fit in the league than the Denver Broncos. <laughs> He's already been dewormed. Go let him hang out with all the other horses. So you're about to have Aaron Rodgers in the AFC too, whether it's Broncos or Raiders or Steelers. You know where he should go. I said this yesterday. He should go to the Titans. That'd be next level. If he went to the Titans, oh, man. He's got oh the best running back he's ever played with, and he's got a Devontae Adams on each side of the ball. A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. Then a defense. That'd be murderous. Well, he had a defense this year. Yeah. Look how much that helped him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a point. All right. Chiefs Bengals preview when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. You got to fight for your right to listen to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. But it's not going to be much a fight because, hey, airwaves are free. You can just turn us on whenever you want. Monday through Friday, 4 to 7, right here on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Not only here on KNML, but you can catch us on talkabq.com. You can catch us on the KNML app. You can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. And starting tomorrow, you can catch us on YouTube Live as well. You got some options out there. All the options. Every single one of them. Tell your friends, Albuquerque, especially if you hate us. We'd be nowhere without our haters. Isn't that the best? Love you, Duke City. Bills Bengals. Snap judgment. Snap pick. It's Chiefs easy. Right, right. Chiefs. Also, we're going Chiefs Bengals. That's where we're going right okay. now. Little little mini preview. Okay. We'll be talking football all week okay. and we'll do our official picks on Friday and okay. break down the games a little more on Friday. But snap judgment, boom. Chiefs are better. Chiefs are better in every part of the game. Every the Chiefs, the Chiefs are battle tested. Yep. 
the Chiefs have the best quarterback in the league, not named Brady or Rodgers, probably now just Brady. Easy win, right? They're at home. They're battle-tested. They've been there the last two years. They've won this exact game the last two years. Yep. Cincinnati doesn't have a chance, right? Wrong. Nah, yeah, yeah. Wrong. Something about that team. Joe Burrow is the most swaggerific 23-year-old I've ever seen in my life. They need to just let him play with a cigar. Yes. Just leave the cigar in his mouth. Let it dangle out of his helmet. Let him smoke a cigarette at halftime. Like, yeah. Like Lynn Dawson. (laughs) (laughs) Vital, you're the historian. Did I get that right? Was it Lynn Dawson who was smoking a cigarette? You got it. It was? I got it right? Yeah, it was. He wasn't the only one smoking a cigarette. They're drinking beer, smoking cigarettes at halftime. Super Bowl three, was it? Yep. We call those the Raiders. <laughs> that That is when Gatorade debuted. So you saw people smoking cigarettes, people drinking the green stuff, and people were like, what is that yellow green stuff? Gatorade. Gatorade and. Yeah, nobody cared about the Gatorade cigarettes and, and the bourbon. The little bourbon. The yeah, little yeah. vodka. Yeah. Nobody cared about that. They were wondering what that Gatorade was. They barely had pads on. That hurt. I was going to say. Are you kidding me? That hurt. Ask Brett Favre. Especially those helmets they have. Remember you see the old NFL films, the classic ones with the one-bar face mask? Oh, Who does sure. that? Man, you get punched so many times in the face. And that's before they even invented cups. They would take nugget shots all the time. <laughs> no protection whatsoever. That's how you know if you have a career in the NFL, if you could take a nut shot and keep playing. That was like the criteria on scouting reports. It's like, can you take one of the boys? Can you take a shot in the in the buttons and keep going? I'll tell you what, buddy, you're a Kansas City Chief in my book. <laughs> and you're going to the Super Bowl. Anyway, back to Brass Buttons, Joe Burrow. This kid came out a veteran. Yep. When when he when he graduated high school and went off to college, he looked his father in the eye and said, You take care of mom. You're the man of the house now. <laughs> Joe Burrow is a grown-ass man. He looks like he's been doing it for a decade already. He doesn't scare. He has fun. He's a leader. Gets knocked down nine times, sacked nine times, gets up off the mat. Gets right back up. That Shoves crazy. it down their throat and wins the game. He didn't get jittery. He didn't make... Bad decisions, bad throws. It was just like, all right, you got me, but I have more downs to to get you. And I hope you know this. They just beat the Chiefs. Exactly. When the Chiefs had something to play for, they actually just beat the Chiefs. Joe Burrow can sling it with anybody. Absolutely anybody. He's not Brady. He's not battle-tested. He doesn't got a trophy shelf full. But he can sling it, and he's got all the confidence in the world. And it doesn't matter that a lot of people, it matters that you're not a veteran. A lot of people, it matters that you're not battle-tested. I don't think it matters squat that Joe Rogan's never uh, – Joe Rogan. <laughs> Jesus. Joe Burrow. I was thinking of Aaron Rodgers, a.k.a. Yeah, say. throw Rogan. <laughs> Joe Burrow, it doesn't matter that he hasn't been there. 
He's got all the confidence in the world. He it wouldn't, su- it wouldn't surprise me if he was like a vampire or a Highlander. <laughs> And he's actually like a thousand years old, and he just wanted to like dip his toe in the football this time. Well, that's what—that's how he needs to be, especially against the Chiefs. The Chiefs, oh man, these—I want to say bury the Chiefs, but it, they're still young, and you can't, you can't. The only thing that's going to stop the Chiefs being a dynasty is economics. Yep. If they can't keep that core together and they got to do a retool or a rebuild, that's the only thing that's going to stop Kansas City because they're going to be good forever. Patrick Mahomes has to restructure that contract. Oh, it's coming. If the Chiefs, you can't pay that kid $50 million a year. That's going to demolish your salary cap. And the crazy thing is he's worth every penny. If not more. Oh, my gosh. If not more. I never thought I would not like a quarterback as much as Brady, he's creeping up there for me. Oh, yeah? Yes. He looks so good. Oh, man. The Bengals have a legitimate shot. Don't just chalk this up to the Chiefs been there before, been there, done that. They survived this last game. They're battle-tested. This is a better matchup than you realize. Chiefs may be complacent just coming off of that type of win. Oh, it's it's the young Bengals. We have nothing to worry about. Joe Burrow, what has he won? And we're at home. A trap game. Trap. Okay. Remember the Bengals beat him before at Cincinnati, so that was kind of a big deal. And the fact that the uh, Bengals underrated defense, which they fly under the radar, that defense. They play pretty well. And they shut out a pretty big, good physical in Derrick Henry and Titans team. So... Um, you're going to see that happen again. But what they did is they got turnovers. I mean, Mahomes, I think, had three turnovers against the Bengals in that first game they played earlier. Yeah, yep. So that, that's probably the key to them getting a, a lead on KC. Vegas doesn't like Cincinnati's chances. The Chiefs are a seven-point favorite. Can you believe that? Wow. Seven points. Yeah, Cincinnati, that's, that's right. huge. Cincinnati just beat them. I was going to guess – Four and a half, five, five and a half, five and a half tops would have been my guess. But currently, the Chiefs are seven point favorites. I think that's huge. Yeah, that's. that's I think way. smart money is on the Bengals right now. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to one of the sports books tomorrow when I'm out running errands. Bengals plus seven. I like that a lot. They literally just beat them. Joe Burrow is on fire. Jamar Chase. Oh, you could. You could roll the ball. You could just like, you could purposefully throw it to the other side of the field so he can't catch it. And then, whoa, God, where'd he come from? Yeah. Jamar Chase again. Caught it again. Is Honey, uh, well, Honey Badger got hurt. That's Yeah, he's not going to play. Oh. How about Mixon? He stepped up his game recently. He had a great year yeah. all year. Yep. They they went away from they started out the season real well with the run, then they kinda let it go for about a month or so and now they're back to using it, which you really need in the postseason. I expect them to do that again against Kansas City. I like Joe Burrow. I do too. You know, everyone in this country, everyone in this country who's not already a hardcore Chiefs fan or has money on the game will be going for the Bengals, right? Oh yeah. It's the Chiefs versus everybody. Everyone loves the Bengals. 
Everyone loves Joe Burrow. Yeah, they've never they, won anything. Never won never. anything. Going against an overwhelming favorite. Got the young kid. Got the dynamic duo. On the road. It's Chiefs, it's Chiefs versus everybody. Yeah. And I'm one of them. I'm going for the Bengals, even though the Chiefs were my beginning of the season pick. Which was low hanging fruit. Yeah, right? that's, that's easy. Yeah, go out there on a ledge. Ugh. Hot take, Van. But don't give any time on the clock to uh, Kansas City's Mahomes. Did you see that? Oh, if they squib kick that ball, yes, Buffalo, they they'll probably kill most of the time there on the clock, and there there that's the game. But giving him any time, yep, you're correct. Deadly. So if you're Joe Burrow, make sure you leave twelve seconds or less. Because 13s, that's a winning number. That's all Patrick needs. More football talk when we get back. You listen to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Sandia Hills. That's where I want to be. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, Two Men On. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9 Sports. We start our days at the YMCA. We end our days at O'Neill's Pub. And you can catch us every weekend at the Electric Playhouse. Fred's on assignment today. It's just me, Van Nunley, and special guest host, Robert Buck D. Gibson. Yes, sir. And we're talking the bane of my existence. Not stand-in producer, Jeff St. Louis. Good one. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers. First, let's welcome in uh, our reliever. What's up, Jeff? I think this is the right one. You yes, are. It you is. are. Hey, buddy. Is. How's there it going? Is. I'm just getting acquainted with this uh, state-of-the-art equipment we have here. Um, I think that this board is older than you are, sir. Well, I turn 40 next month. Is that about right? Yeah. Okay, that's excellent. About in there. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Welcome to this side of the room. I, I appreciate it. The sports animal. Nice to have you. So many people thought I would never be on the sports animal. But I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Did you lose a bet to yourself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question, but way too involved for your show. You only have 30 minutes left. The bane of my existence, Aaron Rodgers, a.k.a. Throw Rogan, a.k.a. Discount Double Choke. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be a Packer anymore. I think he puts on a different jersey next year, and he throws to Devontae Adams in a different jersey next year. And if you had asked me, before this season, before all the off-season drama, before all the COVID lunacy, before lying to the press, before attacking the White House, if you'd have asked me before all that started, I'd have been like, you guys are crazy. Aaron Rodgers is just posturing. He wants more power in the organization. He's going to be a Packer for life. Now I think he gone out of there. And what are the real candidates? Who really has a shot? Obviously, I told this joke before on air already, but he's pumped full of horse dewormer, so he's a perfect fit for the Broncos. 
um, the other team that they were talking heavily about, Las Vegas Raiders. Vegas Raiders. And I, I said before this season started that if he postures and gets himself traded and he gets traded to the Raiders, which is my second favorite team, I love the silver and black. They're my AFC team. Football is better when the Raiders are doing good. Yes. I think the Raiders are a possibility. Um, I have to give a shout-out to the friend, one of the friends of the show, Mailman. He always – he's been on this train. Yeah. He's, he, he is steadfast in saying Aaron Rodgers will be going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, he was. And I think that is also a realistic option. They're a good organization. He has a crush on Mike Tomlin already. And they got great wide receiver core. You know how hard they play defense in Pittsburgh. So I think that would be a good fit, too. Here's one that I haven't even thought of, and they have them at pretty good odds. Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. That's definitely one who needs a quarterback. Sure. I mean, I like watching um, – oh, I just went blank. I Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts. almost okay. called him Bryce Young. That's the, that's, that's the next Jalen Hurts is the current Bryce Young. <laughs> Whoopsie. I like watching him play, but I don't think he's the answer. He's not a good enough passer. Right. Doesn't have a good enough deep ball. And, and some of this comes with experience. I don't think Hurts can read defenses well enough, and that's going to take too long for him to develop. But, yeah, if the, the Eagles get Aaron Rodgers, boom. Oh. Boom, they're the favorites. Then we forget that they have Devontae Smith. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey. He could turn him into a superstar. Devonta and Devontae on each side of the ball. Yeah. Woo! I'm looking at these other odds. I don't even know why they're listing these teams. New York Giants, New York Jets. They have the Giants at plus 700, the Jets at plus 550. The field at plus 200. Huh. I think the Broncos are the best fit. And I think a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff is going to happen in the next coming weeks because he loves his offensive coordinator. He loves his quarterback coach. And both of, that, both of those guys are getting interviews for coaching positions. So who, I think whoever gets those coaches is going to be the favorite. And then you know Devontae. If Aaron Rodgers is gone, he don't want to be there. So he's going to hold out. He's not going to sign the franchise tag if there's no Aaron Rodgers. So what happens to your team? You're a fan of the Packers. What happens to you as the fan? Rodgers is gone. Man, I'll tell you what. Before the season started, I would have told you wherever he goes, I'm jumping ship. All right. Okay. Because I'm a – I'm a second-team Packers fan because I grew up right outside of Houston. I grew up watching the Oilers, and it wasn't until the Oilers left Houston that I became a free agent. I was like, you know what? I'm not following this team to Tennessee. Yeah. I'm a free agent. Took your fan found elsewhere. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I found out that the Packers were owned by their fans, and they had this guy, uh, what is it, Favre, Farvery? Yeah. They had Brett Favre. Yeah. And I was like, this is an easy fit. I'm a Packer now. And I was like 10 years old, maybe. So I've been a Packers fan since I was like 10. So they're my team. But I did it once. I could do it again. Don't you dare me, Packers. <laughs> I will jump ship again. 
my undying allegiance, obviously, is to the Houston Astros. There we go. Because I grew up watching them. They're not going anywhere. I've seen hundreds of Astros games live. I'm too invested. I can't quit. Even after they friggin' cheated and embarrassed me, I still can't quit. I don't have the same connection or reverence for the yeah. Packers. So wherever, wherever Rodgers goes, I'm a maybe. I'm a maybe. Does it depend on if the team is good, like already good, they just need him? Yeah, if they're already yeah. good and competitive and I liked them already, yeah. if it's the Raiders, it's a no-brainer. I'm jumping ship to Raiders Nation. But there's some other teams that are a maybe. Mm-hmm. It's harder now that he's such an outspoken idiot this year. And by the way, hey, shut up and dribble crowd. Where are you against Aaron Rodgers? Huh? Where's the shut up and dribble crowd he doesn't when dribble it's an anti-vax white guy? He doesn't dribble a football. Yeah. <laughs> not a peep. Not a peep. Not a word. Not, not a word. They call hey, they calling uh, Aaron Rodgers a hero next door. Is he a pariah next door? <laughs> yeah, I figured. Not on the field stuff. Not on the field stuff. Oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I. The speculation is I like who. I like whoever he gets next year because he's not going to go. He's not going to do a rebuild. No. If if they don't re-sign Devontae and they don't re-sign the key pieces, he's not going back to the Packers, right. and he's not going to accept being traded and he's not going to be released and sign with a team if they suck like he's going to make any team good he'll make any team a playoff contender but he wants a ring for his legacy and he wants a ring so people like me will shut up and yeah. quit criticizing yeah, him leave him alone just judge me for my on the field stuff i'm a football player not a scientist yeah we know yeah we know you shouldn't have started throw rogan discount double choke We'll be back with more sports talk. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents Two Men On. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee, and we play on Team I-9 Sports. We start our days at the YMCA, and we end our days at O'Neill's Pub. Catch us on the weekends at the Electric Playhouse. It's a Fredless Taco Tuesday as Fred is on assignment in beautiful historic Las Vegas, New Mexico, as he is the voice of Highland Sports. But lucky for me, we're bringing in the ringer, the best in the biz, Robert Buck D. Gibson. Did that feel like two hours and 45 minutes? Not at all. Not at all. It never does. Had a fun show today. Talk some football, talk some Hall of Fame. Big shout-out to Josh Sushan, the voice of the Isotopes, for coming on with us and talking about Hall of Fame. And also big shout-out to David Big Poppy Ortiz. Congratulations, big dog, forever enshrined. Thanks to all the callers and texters. Hot take Tommy the Truth, as usual, calls in with uh, his unique and informed perspective. Thanks to all the texters on the text line. Thanks to all the texters on the Facebook Live link. And thanks to all the future callers and texters as we love you and enjoy your participation. And thank you for being a friend of the show. Today's I-9 Varsity is the varsity of places 
Aaron Rodgers should go. And if you have a youngster who wants to play some sports or has an interest that needs to be coddled, check out i9sports.com and search franchise 280. They could do everything for your kid and keep them safe in this pandemic environment. So today, the I-9 Varsity, and if you're not familiar with what the Varsity is, it is a best-of list that we think of throughout the show. Mm -hmm. And the last segment of every show is our I-9 Varsity. Today's I-9 Varsity is the places that Aaron Rodgers should go. Would you like to go first, or should I? I'll go first. Hit me with it. Coming straight out of the gate. Okay. Since he, to me, he's a clown. Okay. Gotham City. Gotham City. Gotham City. That's where he needs to play. Look, the bar was set very low with Jared Leto's Joker, so I think (laughs) he would be a pretty good Joker. Yes, exactly. Or would he be the Riddler because no one knows what the hell he's talking about? Oh, that's way better. Yeah. That's way better. Either one. He'll do good at both. First on my varsity of places Aaron Rodgers should go, I'm going to choose Perth, Australia. You know what's so crazy? I've been there. Perth, Australia, (laughs) you ask. Why, Van? Let me tell you. (laughs) Perth, Australia is the furthest city from Green Bay, Wisconsin. (laughs) Hey, that's that's top notch right there. Thank you. Hey, that's 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 dope. And I like obviously, that. I did not know that information offhand. <laughs> I had to Google what is the furthest city away from Green Bay, Wisconsin. And if you're wondering, it just so happens to be Perth, Australia. That's awesome. I like that. All right, what you got next, Rob? Okay, so you know he the whole Vax thing. You didn't know he played coy. I'm gonna go to my childhood. Okay. Hazard County, so Uh-oh. he can live next to the Duke boys. He's right. a hazard. He's a hazard. He is a hazard. He is a public hazard. He has to throw passes in front of the boar's nest. <laughs> He's a hazard. Hazard County. Getting chased around by Boss Hog. <laughs> next on my I-9 varsity of places Aaron Rodgers should go, you spoke about COVID just now, and yes. my next example also has to do with COVID. I think Aaron Rodgers should go to Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine and do actual research with actual scientists and see all these ICUs filled with unvaccinated people dying of COVID. So next on my I-9 varsity of places Aaron Rodgers should go is Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go a little further away than Perth. Okay. I'm going to say he should go play on the Death Star. Okay. All right. Not not when it was whole, when it was a I'm talking about when it was like some like remember it was like blasted away and it was sure. just half of it was there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just give him that half. Okay. Yeah, the Cause Death Star. Cuz he's the new bad guy. Exactly. He's the new Darth Vader. Yes. Okay, I like that a lot. Breathing through his maskless <laughs> <laughs> COVID lungs. <laughs> I bet Darth Vader's impervious to COVID, I'm pretty sure. Oh, he, he better be. I hope so. I hope he got that package when they turned him into a robot. <laughs> Next on my I-9 varsity of places Aaron Rodgers should go, I'm going to send a free shout-out to a local business. Uh-oh. Aaron Rodgers needs to go to Albuquerque Barber College. <laughs> because his haircut 
is ridiculous. And this comes from a guy who wears a mullet. I was a guy, say, that's pretty bad. If when a you guy say with that. a mullet yeah. tells you how bad your haircut is, you need help. Yes. All right. I'm going to go closer to home here. He needs to be going play in his backyard. He's done. Okay. He's done. Give it up. We've, we've, we've watched you all these years. You only got one Super Bowl. You were supposed to be the greatest, the GOAT. 11 and 10 in the playoffs. That's backyard material. He's a backyard again. Put him in his backyard. Well, he's over 500 by one game. One. He better quit while he's ahead, right? Exactly. Well, he ain't got no kids. He ain't got, go. no, he ain't got no family. He ain't got a dog. What is he going to do in the backyard? <laughs> Throw it to Pat McAfee. <laughs> <laughs> Catch punts from Pat McAfee. <laughs> Hell of a show today. Shout out to all of our favorite contributors. Glad you're back, man. Thank you. It's Glad good to be back. back. Man, I'm, I cherish every second I have with my daughter. It's more important to me than anything. But why did I go up there and hang out with my daughter on the best weekend of football and the entire history of the sport? Oh. I am a fool. No. Wrong F word. I know. I'm Your kidding. Father. I'm kidding. There you go. I'm obviously kidding. Obviously kidding. Excited, very excited for these two matchups. Go Bengals. They got an uphill battle to climb, but go Bengals. We'll be talking about this all week. Do they ha- Do these games have a chance to even come halfway to the entertainment value of this last weekend? Yeah, you know how high the bar is set. Oh, I know. There's, NFL fan is going to be chasing the dragon yep. next weekend. Yep. They're going to have to get drunker and eat more chicken wings and order more pizza and beat their wives harder. If these these games aren't going to come anywhere close. No, nope. You have to have two epic classics back to back to come anywhere close to this divisional round. And then the Super Bowl has to be the same way. I think it's going to be all right. Yeah, it'll be cool. We're going to be there partying. I, I won't. I just, <laughs> I probably won't remember it. But <laughs> Week of the Super Bowl, catch, uh, catch your boys on Radio Row. We'll be doing the show, Two Men On, live from Los Angeles Convention Center at the Super Bowl. We're going to have some pretty amazing guests. Hopefully we get the best of the best in the football world, but I'm hoping they get the best of the best from every world. Every, everywhere. I like that. I like that. Mark this down. Hey, write this down, Jeff. Van is going to interview Kendrick Lamar. That's my big goal. Oh, what? I'm such a Kendrick dork. Oh. They got to they got to parade some of those guys yeah, in Radio Row. There, huh? Yeah. I know all the prominent players will be on Radio Row. All the all all of that stuff. We we know yeah. sports will be represented, but I got to get my hands on some Kendrick. That's my goal. Hell of a show today, Rob. You killed it. Man, this was fun. Always flies by. Always flies by. Oh, the shirt. Send yeah. a send a shout out to the new friend of oh, the show. Yeah, new friend to the show. TNT apparel. As you can see, I'll be rocking these out there in LA the entire week. So TNT apparel, you said? TNT apparel. The you look you're wearing the black king line. Black clean black clean. It is clean though. <laughs> it's very clean. I'm I'm looking at myself. I'm, I look like I'm in a Bone Thugs video, like about to go see Uncle Charles. Oh, I miss him too. <laughs>
Black King line of TNT Apparel. New friend of the show. Shout out. Thanks for the partnership for the Super Bowl. Yes, sir. You've been listening to Dave and Buster's Presents Two Men On. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9 Sports. We start our days every day at the YMCA, and we end our days at O'Neill's Pub, and you can catch us on weekends at the Electric Playhouse. To all the friends of the show, thank you so much, and we'll see you tomorrow. Burke.